If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Alright, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm here with a band that is uh, relatively new to me. I think that I, I first became aware of you just really based on the name, because you have a very unusual name uh, for a band, and I feel like we'll probably get into that in a second, but if uh, the three of you want to introduce yourselves and what you do in the group, I think that's a really good way of starting it off. Uh, well, I'll, I'll start. Sure. I'm uh, Cody Ray Valentonis. I play the bass and sing. Well, we all sing, but we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we'll get into that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm Grant Prosser. I play guitar and sing when we play live, yeah. And I'm uh, Nate Jacobucci, and I play keyboards and sing as well. Well, maybe that uh, this the whole singing thing is, is a good place to start, because uh, just listening to that record that you put out uh, late last year, there's... There's a lot of a lot of vocals on it. I mean, not not necessarily more than than any anyone else's record, but I mean, you're clearly all singing. There's lots of harmonies. There's lots. It just seems very heavy on the vocals in in a good way. What is sort of the uh, I guess the uh, origin of the three of you singing together? Because obviously you you've been doing it for long enough that you've sort of developed a, a sound on the vocal side of things. Uh, that was something I guess all three of us separately kind of. Uh admired or learned from I guess in our musical education like uh, I personally love the Beach Boys I know Nate does uh, we we all like the Beatles so like singing three-part harmonies was kind of something we all kind of enjoy doing and yeah it just kind of became a part of uh, of our process and yeah it's really like kind of building building vocal parts is that more of a something that is is kind of focused on heavily when it comes to recording or is that something you do live as well i mean is 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 i guess how much of that three-part harmony is something you guys can just pull off sort of uh on the spot and how much of it is is something that's kind of worked over uh in the studio when you're recording i guess we try to replicate it live as best as we can we're generally I think all of us sing on pretty much everything live. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Just the, usually the primary songwriter will take the lead vocal in most cases, and then we'll just kind of add our harmonies to it and collaborate on the arrangements. And yeah, that tends to be how it, it works out. Okay. Okay. Is that how they're written too? Like with one person sort of bringing the song in and then everyone else contributing their bits to it? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it works that way, and then other times there's, 
like a three-part collaboration or two-part collaboration like it works in multiple ways mm. but yeah i mean nate writes uh a huge portion of the song so it's a lot of time it is tilted in that way and then the other two are just sort of adding color to that and adding suggestions yeah. to different parts. Okay, okay. Um, I guess how long? Um, how long has this been a unit? How long have the three of you actually been playing music together? February twenty sixteen, I believe. That's really specific. <laughs> like usually it'll be like I don't know five years or so, but you've got the actual month. How do you know what month it was? I just remember jamming with them for the first time because I met uh, Grant on Kijiji like in late 2015 and we started hanging out and we became really good friends and then yeah uh, Grant introduced me to Cody and we had a jam and uh, yeah we just kind of started playing together and we started recording our first album shortly after that so was there um, an idea of what you wanted to sound like when this got started because I mean I'll get into the horrible question that no one likes answering about what kind of music you play in a minute. But I mean, when you started out, was there sort of a goal as to what sort of style or what kind of stuff you were influenced by as the three of you? The Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. So the pop, the, the pop thing was very strong from getting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We always wanted, like we set out to make our first album to, I don't know, make like a psychedelic, I don't know, 60s kind of oriented album. Like for me going into it, I kind of wanted to make like this this dream album. Okay. It just kind of uh, all seemed like we were on the same page. Uh, what is it about that, that 60s kind of sound that appeals to you? Like, why is it timeless? Well, what is what has made that last? Because, I mean, there's certain genres of music that have kind of their moment, right? And then they fade away and other things replace them. But that sort of sound, like some of those bands you're mentioning, uh, I mean, they've kind of always been sort of present in the, the musical timeline. What do you think it is that keeps them kind of up there in people's minds? Just the overall sound and just how, I don't know, the, the musicianship and, like, the recordings in general, like, even... Like on our last album, we didn't really use click tracks on most of it. We recorded it live off the floor. And I think even just the way the music breathes and stuff. Like, yeah. It's like you can't fake any of any of that. Like it has right. to be done organically. And does that, does having that experience of, of, of recording live off the floor like that, is, is that, I mean, do you think that that added to the sound? Like, I mean, is that something that you can kind of hear that, that live organicness when you listen back to those recordings? I think so. Yeah, like the the tracks definitely have a lot of uh, sway to them. You can sometimes, if you hear, listen really close, you can hear someone talking in the back or like uh, or like making a comment or something. Like, there's lots of little uh, little Easter eggs of the process uh, tucked away in in the tracks. So, I think that kind of adds to it. Are those there deliberately, or is that just something that kind of happened over the process of recording? Uh, I mean, some of it's deliberate. Others, it's just kind of artifacts of of uh, that process. Like, there's yeah. everything's being recorded in the same rooms. There's there's bleed from one instrument to another. Yeah. 
Now I'm gonna go to the, the shitty question that everyone hates, but I mean, like obviously that 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 '60s pop stuff, the kind of psychedelic uh, element of that that era is in there. But there's there's so much other stuff happening, and just in listening to some of those songs today, um, it seems like the record uh, shifts genre-wise, like repeatedly, sometimes even within individual songs. So do you have a way of defining your sound in like an easy Cole's Notes kind of fashion? I mean, because there's there's songs that have like very obviously soul elements to them and then there's little jazz bits here and there there's there's tons of pop obviously kind of saturating the whole thing what do you what do you call it uh we struggle very heavily with trying to pin that down i think <laughs> yeah psych i mean we've called ourselves a psychedelic folk rock band um, i think that's the best we've been able to uh, i don't know boil it down but what do you think cody uh, i think we play music <laughs> no, um, yeah psychedelic folk rock psychedelic pop rock you can call it uh, I don't know what genre is Steely Dan like jazz rock jazz maybe psych- yeah yeah fusion rock oh yeah but then we go in a country sometimes uh, yeah it's just like a psychedelic mess of I don't know, consciousness. It's like a human brain almost. Right, music. right. <laughs> but a human brain that just kind of flicks all over the place. Right. Which is actually not a bad way to, to, to put put together something creative, right? Where you're just literally emptying your brain out <laughs> with all of its different influences and, yeah. and ideas into sort of one bucket, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
are those different sort of genre experiments within the songs and within the records are those um kind of distinctly related to different writers i mean if, if you hear like a you know suddenly a jazz part comes in is that clearly one of you who has contributed that or is it really like sort of the three of you just all contributing these weird ideas i mean cody was the biggest jazz guy out of all of us mm-hmm. Territory. Yeah, usually I'll bring in the jazz sections. Okay, okay. Is that and then, so? Grant kind of has a twangy guitar sound that comes out in like the more folky country songs. So I don't know. I can think of for that. Well, and I, yeah. you, you don't have to define it either. I mean, it's 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 one of those things that we're we're in this era where everyone wants to define everything down to like this very very specific post this something core. You know, they put it in a little bag so everyone can can search for it on whatever streaming service they use or whatever. But yeah, it, it is kind of nice to hear that that kind of variety happening where one song is not necessarily going to be the same as the next or even the same as the next verse. So I, I appreciate that about the record. When when did you actually record this? Like, how long has this 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 particular album been in the works? I think the initial sessions began in like late twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah, we we got quite a ways with it just before COVID happened, and then yeah, it was brought to a grinding halt. And then as restrictions and stuff would lift, we would start working on it again. And yeah, there was a lot of stops to it, but. Every time we did start working on it, it would um, we'd make a lot of progress quite quickly, it, it seems. But there were songs, though, that we started and scrapped like multiple times, mm-hmm. like maybe yeah. you know, four times. Like, uh, but it just usually didn't fit or what? Like, was it just that you couldn't, they didn't come together or, or didn't suit the rest of the record? I think we were trying to record like, multi-track wise like to a click and then we ended up recording re-recording most of it live off the floor because mm-hmm. every time we would play it it would feel right mm-hmm. but then as soon as you tried to strip it back and lay down a guitar first and just wasn't quite working so i think there's only like three or four songs on the album that aren't done live off the floor at least the base of the tracks i think it was more trying to fit uh make the songs fit together like um, maybe we'd have an attempt that was started a year ago and it's like oh, okay well that doesn't really fit with the rest of the bunch now so we might as well reattempt this okay that makes so that 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 stop start thing you mentioned a few minutes ago you know during the pandemic when when restrictions would come in and you had to kind of take an enforced break from from recording um when you would come back to the record, were those, did you kind of just move in a linear fashion onto the next song or was there a lot of going back after, you know, however many months and then retooling stuff that was already in the can? Oh, it was repeatedly going back to things. Like, I don't think anything was really finished and set in stone up until like the month before it was released. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did they change considerably or was it just kind of minor things you were tweak- tweaking? Uh, a little bit of both. Like, I think the song, for instance, uh, Dollar Store Hippies was completely overhauled in the last uh, couple months before the the record came out, uh, as an example. Yeah. Other things like, oh, let's put 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 a guitar line on this or something, and whereas that's 
what we were putting it on didn't really change that much. It was just little additions. Okay, okay. What is the deal with the, the band name? I mean, it, uh, it's memorable, for sure. Okay, well, it's... Some people seem to really like it, and other people don't. But uh, to me, I was just playing around with uh, with word word images. Uh, I just made a list of a bunch of different things that gave me a specific uh, visual, and uh, just kind of matching those two pieces together. Uh, that, I don't know. To me, it it really has a specific image and feeling about the name, I guess. What, do, uh, what, does, what comes to mind for you? Well, I was, I was going to ask, actually, I, do you think that the name is evocative of the sound of the band? Because I get, um, I get like, kind of a... Uh, and maybe it's because... I don't know, I get kind of a folk vibe from the name, but I don't think the record is, is a folk record. I mean, you have folk elements for sure, but I don't think that's, like, kind of the driving sound behind what you do. And that's maybe me just taking the first word in in the usual context of just people sitting around with acoustic guitars, you know. Um, but I don't know. What, like, do you think that it, it, it describes or gives people a, a good insight into what the music's going to sound like? Um, I mean, I do, but I, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> For sure. What, yeah, what about the rest of you? I guess, uh, I don't know. I think... I think all of our songs, even when they uh, shift genres, I think they all have kind of a sing-along quality to them where you could break them down with a guitar. And like, I think the, I don't know, just the melodic nature of our songs could be used as campfire songs. Okay. At least in my mind. What do you think? Well, in my mind, maybe a bunch of people are on the campfire taking drugs. <laughs> <laughs> some psychedelics or something well that does fit the psychedelic part of the sound yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. but then they're looking at the fire and they're i don't know seeing all sorts of angels and stuff like that. <laughs> <Right on>. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's it's a good explanation of it i think i i can see that fitting more with the, than just like you know some hippies hanging out and playing like wonderwall or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs>
Um, sort of the plan going forward now. I mean, that record came out what like near the end of last year, right? Yeah. yeah. So what's kind uh, of now? Now that we're in 2023, now that it seems for the moment anyway that shows are still happening, the whole uh, COVID restrictions are for the moment over. Like, let's hope it continues. But what are you guys uh, hoping to do next as a band? Do you have uh, plans for shows, for more recording, uh, things like that? Yeah. Well, for the first time ever, I think we've had the uh, confidence to actually uh, self-promote, uh, whereas we never really did that. So we're we're actually taking steps to to do that, and we have a bunch of shows coming up. Uh, we're playing this Saturday at the Handsome Daughter with uh, Steve Basham, Vanity Dads, uh, and Witchy Woods. Yeah. Uh, playing again at the end of March at the Goodwill for the CKUW wrap-up. Uh, April at uh, Park Alleys with Paige Drobot. Oh, cool. Uh, so I, we're kind of um, trying to get out there more. Um, I guess historically we didn't really play out that much. Uh, so it's it's uh, good to start doing that again. Uh, did, yeah. did the songs sound different at all when they're being played live? I mean, I know, and it's just the three of you. Obviously, you know, on, on the record, most of you, as far as I can tell, are playing multiple instruments at different parts. I mean, there are some part, bits that are overdubbed and things like that. Um, how does it? How does that translate to the live show? I think uh, we get it pretty close. Um, we generally have, uh, on drums at the moment, we have uh, Joe Prue who also mastered the album. So we have him for our upcoming shows, and then our friend uh, Gage has been doing keyboards and saxophone. Cool. And, and I think generally we we're, we make it as faithful as we can. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Mm, I was going to say, sometimes the vocals aren't as extravagant because we'll record them and have like a 36 <laughs> person choir going on where on stage we'll do the best we can with three <laughs> well unless you want to bring out 36 people to <laughs> yeah <laughs> well I, it yeah. sounds like you have fairly regular shows coming up though right i mean almost like one a month uh, at this point for the next little while which is good so yeah part of that what you're saying about kind of promoting yourself uh, is that part of it too just just making sure that your your name is sort of out there and people are able to see you s- semi-regularly in the city uh yeah i guess so being 
being more active on uh, social media. That's been helping. Uh, people have actually reached out to us and, and asked us to play. We're, I mean, actually, it's the other way around. We're saying, like, oh, can we, can we get on the bill here? Or, you know, approaching it from the opposite direction. that side of things been like for you because i mean just based on the conversation here you all seem like very quiet people and i mean there, there's definitely uh, an attitude um on things like social media where you have to be loud you have to be sort of um in people's faces and and, and sort of shoving your especially with so many bands out there and everyone and their dog has a record they want to promote and, and like just 
what has that experience been like? Because I know a lot of people sort of struggle with that side of things. They can handle the creative part great, but then it's like you have to be your own marketing manager and you've got to be, you know, a PR person and all this stuff that really doesn't have anything to do with the music. Yeah, it's definitely very intimidating. I don't, I don't think any of us are really inclined to do that, but out of necessity, uh, we kind of have to. I know you've been kind of in charge of the Instagram, right? Yeah, we've just been trying to just put stuff out in general. Like in the past, we would literally do nothing <laughs> aside from maybe a release show or something. But, you know, we'd, uh, yeah, I don't know. So it feels like we're uh, just trying to put ourselves out there more. And uh, I mean, it's been great that people have been listening to the album and it seems to be getting a really good response. It's definitely getting played more than anything else we've put out. So. That definitely means a lot. Yeah, that helps to, to, to get the word out too, just just word of mouth, right? And people playing it on campus radio or whatever, or, or just saying, hey, check this out. You know, it's uh, one of the weird things about where we are now, I think, um, in general, is the way people consume music is so weird. And there's no, it's like difficult to know how someone's going to even listen to it. Like, well, what platform are they going to listen to it on? Uh, you know, and even that alone is, is, is kind of unknowable. So, yeah, it's a. Uh, I haven't been in a band. I haven't been in a band in like over a decade, and I'm kind of glad I'm not. I'm, I'm happy I'm doing this part of it because that whole promotion thing is it seems like completely alien to me at this point. Yeah, yeah. it is definitely very daunting because you know that if you're if you're not making a move to to push it, then it's it's basically not not happening. Yeah, might as well not exist, right? Because people aren't going to be having it uh, showing up on on their phone and on their feeds and all this other crap. Yeah. Yeah. So it is. It's difficult, especially if you have um, guys like us who are not really inclined to do that. We're all pretty introverted. And, yeah. Well, maybe this is a good place to, to sort of plug where people can find the record then. I mean, what's the best way for someone hearing this for the first time and being introduced to your music? Uh, where do they find you online? How do they listen to uh, what you got out there? And how do they find out about upcoming shows? Oh, well, we have a Facebook page and an Instagram page. Yeah, our music is available on all streaming platforms. And it's also all on Bandcamp. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's the best way to financially support us right and, uh, we, also, we also have a website on campfireside.com so everything is there basically a link to all the stuff uh, you can contact us through the website um, i think we're working on a, a page where you have uh, show updates uh, but that's not currently active but well, the good thing is it's a podcast. Someone could hear it today. It comes out or they could hear it a year from now. And maybe by then, you know, they can check it out and find out where you're playing. Um, do you have anything uh, sort of on the go as far as new songs? Are you are you working on uh, getting a follow-up to that record uh, anytime soon? Or is, are you just sort of living with this for now and uh, playing shows to kind of promote this album? Uh, probably have like hundreds of songs that <laughs> we could pull from. <laughs> We've already started working on two more albums, Wow! so we're going to see which one is uh, done first, I guess. Hopefully there'll be another one this year. Is that the typical pace you work at, too, is just having that many songs sort of uh, at all times? Yeah, we're, we're all constantly writing, and we're like four years behind on our songs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
we write separately and together and uh yeah there's a lot of like half finished recordings and stuff so it's like a constant uh, flow really Thank you. 